we've got to dispel this myth that bullying is just a normal rite of passage. We have an obligation to ensure that our schools are safe for all of our kids. Body positivity is the idea that all bodies are good bodies. Things can still hurt online if you talk to someone um, in a negative way. Um, you may not know exactly how you're hurting that person if you talk about them. Words can hurt. Let's, let's, uh, let's all stop doing that. Get the fuck out my face with that shit. In this dark time of political correctness and safe zones, one man stands in the shadows with a microphone and a slew of unpopular opinions. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Backed by an unknown podcast, he tackles the topics that question the current social norm. Well, I'm a mushroom cloud-laying motherfucker, motherfucker. This is the Toe on the Trigger podcast. With your host, Daniel Ripples. It's you have a differing opinion than the current rising majority, so therefore you're a piece of shit and go fuck yourself and go die. Your toes on the trigger. And he's here to help you keep from pulling it. This is episode 079 of the Toe on the Trigger podcast. I am Daniel Ripples. Thank you for joining me today. And with me... On the uh, the old phone, the old old fashioned telephone, we have the one and only of the Mike Jolet Show, Mike Jolet. How you doing today, Mike? Hey, I'm doing good, Daniel. Great to be here, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good to have you on. You're actually my first official uh, guest that I've had just by myself. So, Ooh. congratulations on that. I am honored. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, tell me a little bit about how you started. Uh, how you started your show. The Mike Jolet Show. Uh, well, like so many, I heard uh, Kevin Smith and uh, Jason Mewes on uh, uh, their Get Old show. Jane Silent Bob Get said, Old? You know, yes, I love that show. It's awesome. I still listen. Um, so I heard that, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. I mean, I have a voice. I have ideas. Heard some other people uh, do shows. Heard group shows. I uh, heard John uh, Medina from the Just John podcast. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. I could do this by myself. Have some friends help out. And that's that's what led to where I am a year and a half later now. And, and your show is kind of different in the sense that you, I, I would call your show very uh, avant-garde. If oh, you really? would. Yeah, okay. because it's kind of like, because most shows, um, not that yours doesn't have a format, but yours is just, it just seems like you, you come up with an idea that's kind of experimental or that seems kind of quirky and, and different. And you just say, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. And, and you just, you try it out and you put an episode on. Sometimes some of your, most of your episodes are like 10 minutes or less. And mm -hmm. sometimes you'll release like three episodes in one day, all like 30 seconds of you just saying like, hey, look at this. I tried this thing, you know? All right. <clears throat> yeah, my show, I'm, it's, it's constantly evolving and I'm adding stuff. Uh, if you've listened to any of the recent ones, I add a lot of background noise. Yeah, I, I did hear Maybe that. Maybe it, sometimes it's lost, but yeah. Was that on purpose? Was that one of your avant-garde things? Uh, it was just kind of one of those things. If you're driving in the car and you hear a siren, you know, behind you or just barely, you're looking for the siren. So I like to <laughs> yeah. put that in there. Nice. Were, were you, so do you record like at home or do you just record wherever the moment strikes you? Well, well hor horribly, and like so many uh, other podcasters, 
the first 10, 20 episodes, terrible crap. No yeah. one will ever hear them again Yeah, because I recorded right on my iPad. Oh, nice. Uh, got got a nice microphone, a nice mixer, you know, got the pop filter, all that sort of stuff. So, And I use Audacity to edit, so I, I record at home mainly. It's, it's really cool how the podcasting community can kind of be, um, you can join it with a minimal amount of, of even startup money or technology. All you need mm-hmm. is just, you know, something with a microphone on it, and it can actually sound kind of decent. Exactly. Yeah, as long as you're not in a tunnel or something like that, you, you can do okay with it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah, so you have a character. I don't know who it is, but General Sid. What is the story on General Sid? Uh-huh. <laughs> General Sid, okay. General Sid, spoiler alert, is actually me. Okay. Um, General Sid goes back to 1993 when a friend of mine who does all my music and I were in the army and we did this kind of fake radio show, basically taped a show. Yeah. And I think you've released some of those episodes, right? uh, I did put, what did I put out? I I did put that out actually. I I remember when that uh, came out. My iTunes. Uh, Yeah. So he was, uh, he was psych whiz, uh, kind of a psychotic wizard was his thinking. And then I was General Sid because I was listening apparently to the Sex Pistols a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. So, all right. So it's like a, a character a I've Sid had vicious in my life twenty one years. Oh wow! And mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. And so you you do a lot of mute like you make a lot of songs and commercials and everything for your show. And actually, for the break of this show, we're gonna hear one of the ones that that you put together. And there's there's a voice. There's like the voice of the Mike Jolet show when it comes to songs. Like you do your your Twitter shits, and you have. Even like the um the 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 intro and the outro to your show, and there's a, a voice, a singing voice. Is that you as well, or is that like a friend of yours that you have do stuff for you? Uh, he does the music as well as the singing. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it's just a really good. Is that the 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 friend, the psych wizard friend of yours? Yes. Yep. Oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I. It just seems like on a at a drop of a hat, you can just make a song if you want. Yeah, no, I wish I could. I don't have any musical talent. I can barely sing. <laughs> well, don't stop me. No. Well, I mean, I I remember I did a, a bit for for your show where I did a I did a Bob Dylan thing, and I tried to sing like yes, Bob I Dylan. Yes, I still have that. Oh, that's I still have it. Yeah, I have to, I have to put it out there. Yeah, some things just won't won't ever be uh, erased, and once it goes on the internet, that's a thing. But it's funny because I actually <laughs> did that because Mike and I, my old co-host, we're going to make a promo, and we wanted to have. Um, a Bob Dylan song in there for whatever reason. And I didn't want to actually put the real song for copyright reasons. So I thought maybe if I sang it, it might make it different because it's a parody. And since we never mm-hmm. ended up doing the sure. promo video, I just decided I'd send it to you and you used it very well. Yeah. <laughs> it was very yeah, cringeworthy. Uh, I listened to that and I'm like, this is, this is cool. I love how people, you know, especially podcasters will reach out to others and help each other and work together. That's the best part of it. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of help from the podcasting community. Uh, most of my listeners and people that actually follow me are all podcasters. Anytime I need anything made or mixed or any kind of piece done, I just send something out into the you know the the Twitter sphere, and all of a sudden you know mm-hmm. I have like five people in my inbox saying like, "What do you need? What do you need help with?" I can definitely do that. Exactly, exactly. The best group of people ever. <laughs> right. All right, so this yeah. wouldn't be a, this wouldn't be a show of toe on the trigger without some kind of random random topics. So, um the first topic I think I'll bring up is so you're you're married, right? Yes. Okay, so 
I think I might have found something. And I don't know what your sex life is like. It's none of my business. But I might have found something that might help you uh, enhance your sex life. Have you ever heard of genital freezing? No. Yeah. There's this new trend now where uh, it started in uh, Manchester, England at cryotherapy in the the UK. They're offering a service. They're calling it Love Mist. It involves freezing your dick and your vagina. I mean, you know, men and women or whatever you happen to be. The cryo, they spray cold air from a liquid nitrogen tank right onto your uh, your junk, and it's said to increase the blood flow and boost your endorphins. So there you go, and it costs fifty dollars wow. for a thirty minute treatment. Wow. So hmm. so what so are your no thoughts on that? No happy ending there, huh? Yeah, I I can't <laughs> so see. That. I mean, happy ending. Okay. I've hopped into a cold shower by accident, or I've gotten into the shower, turned it on, and then you know you pull the the plug so that the shower head turns on, and that first burst of water is freezing, and I've hit myself right in the junk before. Nothing about that made me want to fuck somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They'd be like branding it. it. No, I don't think it would work. <laughs> you wouldn't try it out. It's only $50 for 30 minutes. No, no. I mean, well, when uh, the Potter and family had their big, uh, why not cat or podcasting in Vegas. Yeah. I'm six hours away. I couldn't go to that. Yeah. So I'd rather go to that. Yeah. And spend 50 bucks for a fun, you know. Okay. So what if a group of listeners got together and donated $50 for you to freeze your genitals? Would you do it with someone else's money? Ooh, that'd be really tempting, actually. It'd actually be a lot more expensive, probably, because it wouldn't just be the $50. You'd have to actually get a plane ticket to fly to the UK, get it done. But then you'd have to fly your wife out there because you can't just get it done and then fly back and expect it to not wear off. Oh, yeah. So you'd have to fly. So you could fly the whole family out there, do a whole European trip, get your nuts frozen, and then test it out. And then you get to spend the rest of the time on vacation. Well, that's true. It's a business expense, you know, for the podcast. Oh, there you go. Research. (laughs) Have you ever thought about making your podcast into a business? Um, no, not really, actually. And I'll, and the reason why is because I don't want anybody to tell me what I can or can't do. Obviously, I'm not going to try to break copyright laws, but, you know, eh, a little bit here and there. Yeah. But I don't, want, I don't want somebody saying, no, you can't say the F word or, you know, any of that stuff. No, sorry. Exactly. And I, I've thought about monetizing. I've thought about getting uh, sponsors. And that's my biggest thing. Like, I can sponsor somebody. I can put an ad up. I'll ad-lib a whole thing about some product. I'd probably want to try it first, see if I like it. But if they're going to tell me, like, ooh, that thing you said about, like, fat chicks or that thing you said about, you know, such and such, like, we don't approve of that. Please don't say that. uh, I wouldn't be able to handle that. I'm very against censorship. Right, exactly. I mean, I'm probably not going to talk about anal bleaching. But if I wanted to say it, (laughs) it's my show. Exactly. And and you control the content. There's a lot of um there's a lot of companies out there that will sponsor a show though, regardless the, in fact the racier you are almost the better. It's cuz they're trying to like they're trying to target the audience that you're reaching with your content. Right, right. Like yeah. I, and the weird thing is, I mean, I have I think the people that listen to my show like it because of me and the the energy I put into it and the, you never really quite know exactly what's going to happen. Exactly. But I'm not quite sure how marketable my show is to the general public, which is fine because, you know, that's I'm not the most outgoing of people to begin with. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> 
But your show is like I said, it's very. It, I like it because it, it's short. It's one of the shows where like even if you if you're not liking it while you're listening or whatever's happening, you're like, okay, this is only ten minutes, and then the next episode will probably be better. As opposed to like one of those hour long right. podcasts where like you're half hour in and you're like, oh man, I'm really not liking this episode. But I've already gone okay. halfway through, so I should probably just finish it. Yeah, and then you're not really paying attention to it, you know. And that's you know, a, a ten minute show is perfect. Yeah, I was actually thinking about making another, like a second show on my network. Um, I was going to make Toe on the Trigger like a little network and have other podcasts who don't have a place to host, don't have a you know anything like that, just use my website as a platform to to launch their own podcast. And one of the things I was going to do is I was going to make a second podcast. I was going to call it Mismanaged Life. And I, I went out, I bought the domain name for it. I went and registered all the Twitter and Facebook just so I can have it in case I decide to pull the trigger on it. And I haven't done anything with it yet. And what it was going to be, it was going to be a short podcast, probably about 15 to 20 minutes long once a week and just be kind of about me trying to, to reshape my life, you know, uh, in every aspect of physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial, everything. And just every week would be a different topic about something else I've learned or some new thing I'm trying. I think that would be a good show. Yeah, I was going to launch it on the first. And I'm not just saying that because we're friends. I, I think that would honestly be interesting, you know, especially at 15, 20 minutes. It's not overbearing, Yeah, and it's not too short either. Yeah, it, it's a nice amount and because uh, I love to talk, but I don't know how long I could talk by myself for. That, that's one of the, the, that was one of the scariest things about whenever I've had co-hosts come and go is the fact I might have to do this show by myself. You know what I mean? Because I don't know what I would do. I would have to reformat the entire show to make it that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what, and that's why I haven't even, I haven't really even thought about having a co-host on my show at all. <laughs> yeah, it, it's me. I record my bit, I put it together, and I move on. <laughs> how long does a standard? How, do. how long does a standard Mike Jolitz episode take to to record <clears throat> to put together? Um. <laughs> Well, let me see. Well, there's uh, a lot more research than you'd think, uh, but actual recording time is uh, between five and ten minutes of you know making mistakes, redoing it, all that sort of stuff. So and then, and then putting it all time. together. How much research do you put into? I know yeah. you you have your your news. You do the headlines. You do the news. Uh, sometimes you have some sports stuff. Do you just go on the internet and just just veg for a couple hours and find articles? No, a lot of it is uh, me being on hold at work and I look at Yahoo or Bing or Google and see what the stories are. And sometimes I write little tweets on it. Sometimes those tweets become show ideas. Yeah, I've noticed so, lately you've been. I've noticed lately you've been very uh, much more active on Twitter, just doing a lot of just really um, like quirky little tweets about what's going on in the world and just being really snarky. Mm-hmm. It's Which great. Is my attitude. <laughs> are, are you gonna have your own uh, your Mike Jolitz Twitter shits about yourself? I thought about doing it, but I thought that would be just a little uh, egotistical. I'd love it if somebody did mine. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I I don't think I could do that. I'm not that that big. Uh, don't have that big ego. <laughs> yeah. Even as a podcaster, podcasters usually love to hear everything everything about themselves. Anybody who does anything in front of a microphone or a camera are usually just all about like them. You know what I mean? Sure. Well, I mean, here's a weird thing. I don't, I don't know how you are, but other than like, other than like the first twenty shows, I can listen to any one of my shows over and over again, and I realize that's so you know, 
selfish or whatever you want to call it. I, I think a good podcaster listens to their own show, though, just to like gauge where they've grown as well as sure. what they can do better, you know, when it comes to the actual quality of the sound, the quality of the content, the delivery of the content. I think every podcaster should at least listen to their show right before, either before it's published, after it's published, you know, however. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, I listen to the shows, and it, the sad part is I sometimes have jokes in there, maybe sometimes too fast, to where it, it's just completely missed. I'm like, I wonder if anybody caught that I said that, and I never really know, you know. <laughs> I like how sometimes you'll say something, and then you'll like, you'll kind of chuckle at it. You'll you'll say like a joke, and you'll say the punchline, and then you'll just like, <laughs> like, yeah, that was me. I came up with that myself. <laughs> I, I do actually make myself laugh. <laughs> I, I do too. Some, some, 100% honest, not forced. Yeah. Sometimes I find myself at work or somewhere with a friend and I'll make a joke. And most of them, it's a very tasteless joke. That's It's funny, but it's like in very poor taste. You know what I mean? And uh, and the person I'm saying it to, either it goes over their head or they just don't find it funny. And I'll just be like, hey, that was good, right? <laughs> I'll just start laughing at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm there with you on that. That happens way too often. I come out of left field, you know, or... <laughs> I just come out of left field with stuff and people don't know why I said what I said. I can't explain it to you, but to me it was funny to tell. Yeah. And may, and sometimes you laughing, if I don't get the joke, you laughing at it, I'll be like, oh, that's, that's supposed to be funny. Okay, that that's that's good. I'll just laugh <laughs> yeah. so I don't feel out of place. Yeah. 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 Oh, so, yeah, but making those little short little tweet jokes are kind of uh, me looking at comedians on Twitter. Oh yeah, and that's the reason why I did it. I know like, one, I could come up with some funny tweets. It's it's, it's not that easy actually. It isn't, especially you to, when you have to force you funny. It it's way. not as good, right? It it's one of those things that just kind of comes to you. And people always tell me, and I I don't believe it, but people always say like, "Oh my god, you should do stand up. You should go on stage." And I feel for me like, and if people say that to me, like I don't. I don't think they know exactly what it takes to be a stand-up comedian, like how much work, how much effort is involved. And so when they tell that to me, I'm like, ah, like you don't understand like the kind of person I am. Like I may be funny right up front, but if I have to sit down and like write a funny joke or, you know, take, um, like be very active in my thinking process and, and know what I'm thinking to write it down at the time, I would never, I'd never be able to do that. Yeah, I couldn't do it either. That'd be impossible. Yeah, but I noticed that with comedians, especially if you find find one that's been in the business ten, twenty years, you listen to what they're doing now. They're still doing recycled jokes from when they started. It worked, and they just keep keep putting it out there. Yeah, they might change it up a little bit or or try to make it kind of fresh, but it is in a, in essence the same joke. Mm-hmm. Are yeah, you exactly? You're familiar with uh, Louis C.K. I imagine, right? Oh, yes, yeah. Uh, he was talking one time. I think he did this at George Carlin's like memorial ceremony they did on TV. And he talked about an experience he had talking to George Carlin. And he asked him, like, how do you do what you do? Like, what is your secret? And George Carlin told him that, you know, after you do a set, a special, whatever you do, a tour with a set of jokes, when you're done with it, throw those jokes away and never use them again. And then start start from scratch. Good advice. And after he said after he got that advice from George Carlin, he he started to do that. 
And that's when his career just took off. He started getting, you know, as big as he is. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, and you know, I could see that you like you were talking with being a little dirty with the comedy and you actually getting sponsors come to you. It's kind of the same thing. You know, if you're just a little bit edgy, it might not be enough to be out there. Yeah. And like I said, some people, they're in the right geographic that companies want. I know a lot of podcasts are sponsored by like Adam and Eve and like a lot of sex toy companies because they talk a lot about sex and just like gross stuff. So in the company's mind, they're like, okay, everybody who's listening is like probably really dirty and sexual and wants to have a, a, you know, a butt plug (laughs) in their house. (laughs) Right. Oh, oh, you saw him? I never mind. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, have you heard of a rusty trombone? I've uh, heard of a, the uh, no, it's a dirty trombone. I've heard. So, what is a dirty trombone? It, it might be the same thing. Um, you know, it's it's funny. I sometimes use these uh, phrases and words, and I don't always know what they mean. Um, uh, I think it's a little anal action, but after that, I'm not really sure exactly what it kind <laughs> of where is it's going. So, the rusty or dirty part is giving a rim job. So you're, you know, you're licking someone's ass and, uh, the trombone part is you're giving a hand job at the same time. So it's kind of like a reverse reach around or maybe no, it is a reach around, I guess you'd call it because you're eating someone's ass out and then you're giving them a hand job. Ah, okay. All right. That makes complete sense now. Okay. Yeah. So the brilliant writers over at Cosmopolitan magazine, who you can always trust what they have to say, uh, decided to write an article about how to give a proper rusty trombone. And so they have a, you know, a list of a list of about 10 tips on how to make, you know, your rusty trombone experience pleasurable. So I don't know if this is something that again, when, after you get your genitals frozen, you might want to try this, you know, during the process. But the first thing you want to do is you want to talk to your partner about if and how the rusty trombone would play out. So would this be something you'd be interested in, in trying for science? Uh, would we, uh, no, no, not even for science. Uh, no, not even, not even there. <laughs> not even for science. Have you ever, have you ever done any kind of like ass action? Uh, not with the mouth, with other parts of the body. Yeah. 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 Just, just going, just going in dry. <laughs> Uh, well, no, it got, it got wet. So it got yeah. wet. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing they say you got to do is you got to talk to your partner about if and how it's going to play out, you know? Um, but they say that, uh, you know, if you're going to do it, there has to be communication on, on how it's, it's going to take place. You know, you have to make sure that you communicate with your partner about, you know, being properly, uh, sanitized, I guess would be the, the proper word. And, uh, sure. so, you know, communication is key. The second thing again is have your partner clean up but they don't need to douche which i don't know why that would be a thing because you figure if you're about to put your mouth on someone's ass you want them to be as clean as possible i would think so too yeah and so a douche would probably be a a good idea uh the third thing it says you might want to take off your lipstick for this one i don't think you wear lipstick so i think you you should be okay on that but uh, no, i gave that up a long time ago yeah uh, I only do it on Fridays now. I'm trying to quit completely, but for right now, I think just on Fridays is fine. I like to look pretty. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the last time I think for me was probably like like pre Caitlyn. Oh, you know, pre- after Caitlyn, I'm like, nah, that, that's it, Bruce. I'm sorry. 
you have a big uh because uh, i remember we we're talking about things to talk about on the show and you said caitlin jenner or bruce what, what did you call her i think you called her caitlin do you call her bruce i don't remember at this point i well technically she's named caitlin but it's still a dude as far as i know yeah so and i remember because i was like well what do you want to talk about is there new like new developments because um I don't pay attention to the news anymore because I'm very irritated about this whole political thing that we're in, you know, with who's the president and how that happened and, and all that bullshit. So for me, like, mm-hmm. I've just taken a break from, like, normal news, and now I'm just looking up really stupid shit people do. So I asked you, like, is there new developments? Does something new happen with Caitlyn Jenner? I need to know all the gossip. And you're like, nah, she's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it just had more to do with uh, her calling Trump uh, his order about reversing the transgender bathroom bullshit, whatever. You know, a, a disaster. Be where you want. I don't care. If I'm uncomfortable, deal with it. If you're not comfortable with it, I don't care either. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a bathroom. You know, like, I'm already, when, for me personally, like, I'm already uncomfortable most of the time in the bathroom. Like, I will not shit in a public bathroom because I just don't like the knowledge that somebody may have that like, oh, that person's shitting right now. You know what I mean? I just, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like if I leave the bathroom and I know that I was in the bathroom with somebody, I won't want to make eye contact with them. I don't even want them to be in my world. Oh, sure. So bathrooms yeah. are already uh, an uncomfortable Fear experience. Ga- what was it? I said bathrooms are already kind of an uncomfortable experience. Well, exactly. Exactly. Like uh, Fear over at Fifth Cast said, sticks out, no talking. Exactly. <laughs> And it's kind of weird because that that rule has like, because I've always known that to be a rule in the men's restroom. Like there's some certain just, uh, there are just certain rules that you have to go by. The first one is if you walk into a men's restroom and let's say there's a bank of, let's say it's a big bathroom. So let's say there's a bank of 10 urinals, you know, you go and there's someone at like, you know, one, three, five, seven, and nine. Then you wait, you don't go to any of them. You wait till one person leaves and you always leave like a urinal space between somebody. Unless, exactly. unless right. there's no little divider walls. If there's little divider walls, then there's some leeway. But I always make sure there's at least right. one urinal space. You look straight ahead at the, you know, at the wall, and you don't say a word. Don't talk. And I found people to break those rules recently, and it's kind of freaked me out because I've always known them as like as rules, and I never knew why. I just knew this is the way it's supposed to be. You pull your dick out, you take a piss, you don't say a word. And I've gone into right. bathrooms lately, and mo- mostly it's like it's at work with people that I see on a daily basis. And I'll go up and, like, you know, I'll be doing my thing. And the person that I'm standing next to uh, just says, like, oh, how are things today? And I'm like, uh, good. They're, they're good? Yeah, today's a, today's a good day. And they're trying to, like, talk to me while I'm taking a piss. And so it's kind of broken those rules. And it felt weird at first. And now it's like, now I'm just like a fucking little chatty Kathy at the urinal now. That's it. <laughs> nice. I, I find it happens, like you said, a lot at work or if you go to a sporting event where there's just so many people in there and you're there with your son or your cousin or nephew, whatever, and you're just you're still talking because you're having fun. It's a situational thing. Yeah, it's almost like you're not peeing. You're just standing in front of a wall and then, okay, we're just going to continue mm-hmm. this conversation. And I've noticed that too. If I'm in the middle of a conversation as I'm walking with somebody into the bathroom, the conversation doesn't stop. <laughs> Because that right. almost makes it weirder. Like, if you're, like, mid-sentence, you're like, oh, my dick's out, I need to stop now. Like, that would be a lot more awkward. Well, that would be the same as walking into a group of, let's say, another ethnicity and stop talking your language and just completely stop talking altogether because you're near them. It's awkward as well. Yeah, 
Exactly. Exactly. So the other yeah, ones. Uh, well, what else was on the list there? It says number four, play an play an overture before you get to the trombone symphony, which I think is another uh, euphemism. It says, uh, she says, he or she, whoever wrote this, probably she, it's Cosmo, says, sorry, foreplay. I'm talking about how you should do foreplay. So that was her idea of a joke, is saying play an overture before you get to the symphony. That's clever. I like that. Uh, so, that is clever, actually. Yeah, she says, I highly recommend lots and lots of teasing before going straight to the asshole. This is what Vanessa Marin says. The whole backside area is full of nerve endings, so you don't want to miss out by going straight to the asshole itself. See, she suggests kissing, licking, and stroking that sexy curve between your partner's thighs and butt cheeks, massaging their cheeks with your hands, and exploring their butt crack and perineum with your fingers. This will help them relax and be more receptive to your tongue and lips. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I, I've I've kind of scared chicks before. Like, I've been down there eating them out, and I just decide just for shits and giggles, literally, I would just... Give them a little lick down there without even like, you know, don't even say a word about it. And and they uh, most of the time they f- they kind of freak out, but I think they feel um, like they freak out because in their mind, like this is bad and dirty. But because like it feels kind of good, like they don't know how to react. Like, am I allowed to enjoy this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. There's, I think there's a lot of women that don't try that stuff because they they think that well you know i'm catholic i can't do that sort of thing no you can <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah god god is okay with it i think <laughs> you just tell them god's okay with it hey it, my yeah, I opinion that one of the books i don't remember if a priest can touch a little boy then i can lick someone's asshole i'm just gonna put it that way <laughs> sure yeah it's all fair fair game it's all fair game um I, it's funny lately i've been having women tell me that they're um they're intimidated to have sex with me because they feel like I'm really um, like overly kinky or overly sexual or do like really weird freaky shit because of the shit that I tell them that I've done with people. And I don't I don't mm-hmm. think that they realize that like I don't just do that regularly. Like I'm just not like, oh, let's just go straight for like tying you up to a fucking wall and beating you with a writing crop kind of a thing. You know, my thing is if I'm with a woman who likes that and it gets her off. Then I'll try it just for them. But if like for me, I'm a lazy motherfucker. Like if a woman just wants to like fuck and then just lay there and like watch a movie or listen to music afterwards, like that would be ideal for me. Sure. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not that I'm in like not into like doing cool little things every once in a while. But for me, it's just like let's just both like come and then just lay down. So number five. Yeah, um, yeah, I could. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I could definitely see that. Uh, back in my much younger, wilder days, I had one of the. Um, I can't say one of the greatest days of my life, but I had one of the best sexual days of my life, where the girl I was with. We did it like eight times, which for me was the record at the time. Yeah. And always fun each and every time, but it was a lot of those, you know, wham, bam. All right, let's chill out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, let's let's lay down, have a cigarette, watch some TV for a second, and then, you know, like maybe an hour later, you go at it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, some women are just insatiable though; like they just want it constantly, and a lot of people think that that's a good quality in women, but it's actually kind of a pain in the ass. 
you know, being with a woman who constantly yeah. just because, I mean, I know that, you know, the vagina gets, uh, you know, it gets sore, it can get, you know, whatever, but like, it's still there and it can still like exist, but like the, the penis doesn't always want to cooperate after it's had a long strenuous activity, <laughs> right. you know? And so then they get all offended because you're like, wipe the fuck out. And, uh, yeah, it's just, it's not a great quality all the time. No, no. All right. So this says number five, you can use lube on both sides, but definitely use it for at least the hand job. It says while your rim job will have the lubrication of at least your saliva, the hand penis combo has no such luck. Squeeze a little lube on your hand. And if you like, apply a little to your partner's anus before the rusty trombone. Okay. So. Why would you put lube on someone's asshole before you are about to do that? I understand with like objects and things going inside, sure. but with eating someone's ass out, I don't think that's necessary because lube tastes gross. Well, maybe they're referring to maybe like a flavored type lube. Yeah. To maybe increase your pleasure as well to be like, oh, that can do this all day. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had the flavored lube before? Uh, yes, one time, yeah. Yeah, what flavor was it? Do you remember? Uh, strawberry, I think. Ah, mine was strawberry kiwi. The funny thing was, it was when I was about 15 years old, I was, uh, dating this girl, and her dad knew, had an idea that we were having sex and really didn't want her to get pregnant, so he went out and bought a bunch of condoms, which, I mean, God bless the man, that has to really suck. Realizing that your daughter is at an age where she's sexually active and she's only 15, like, that has to be a very, like, just uh, shattering experience. I can see that my uh, your, my uh, oldest daughter is nine. <laughs> oh, wow. Going on ten, so, yeah. So, yeah. Can, you imagine, can you imagine, like, five years from now having to go to, like, CVS and just be like, oh, man, just standing there in front of, like, you know, what do they call it? They call it, like, the, the, plan, the family planning aisle. Probably contraceptives, yeah. Right. Yeah, and just standing there and just... Just just going back through your life and just thinking about all the times. I used to push this person on a swing. I used to change this person's diaper. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. True. I, I take it to the next level, though, and I'm like, okay, I know that my daughters will probably be sexually active at some point. I just hope they don't get into, say, like the porn industry where I'm like, oh, my God, that's my daughter. Yeah. She's doing what? I don't want to know. <laughs> One day you're just like perusing through the porn channels and you're like oh shit i recognize that oh no (laughs) yeah that would be bad yeah you you can't unsee it you can't unknow it (laughs) i always wonder what um what these parents who have like porn star daughters or stripper daughters like when they find out that their daughter is a porn star or a stripper or a prostitute or whatever like what goes through their head about their own parenting? Like, do you, do you think they blame themselves? Do you think that a lot of it might be their fault or? I think uh, there's a lot of denial more than anything. I don't know. My daughter's doing something. I don't know what she's doing. I don't care. She's not telling me. I'm not asking. Yeah. Until, until you find her on Pornhub one day. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And then, then there's no more denying it. And then you kind of have to sit and wonder like, did I do everything I was supposed to as a parent? Did I give her enough hugs as a kid? Did I give her too many hugs as a kid? Like, what did what did I do wrong? Yeah. 
Well, some, like you said, some people are just insatiable as far as once they get it, they want it all the time. And um, yeah, I don't know. Just praying it doesn't happen. <laughs> so this one sounds, uh, this one sounds really so like this one shouldn't even be on the list. Cause it's almost like a, like a no brainer, but it says to steer clear of bacteria and sexually transmitted infections. <laughs> yeah, duh. <laughs> yeah, and there's even like a description on why and what it's like why um why do you even need to go into an explanation? It starts bringing up big words like hepatitis A and uh and they even use the word analingus, which is a cool word. But yeah, that seems Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That seems pretty self-explanatory. Uh I'm going to have to throw that into a show one of these days just anal- for fun. Analingus? Yeah. I think you should. I think you should do a play on words like not just throw it in there as it means, but like Somehow play it in there where it's like a, one of those sound, like a homonym kind of a thing, like analingus sounds like blank, you know, and use that word instead. Well, I think uh, analingus sounds probably a little bit like Donald Trump talking, but you know, that's me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his his mouth, sometimes <laughs> the way he talks looks like an asshole and it just spews shit from it. <laughs> oh my God, yes, it does. <laughs> so how was... um? On a totally unrelated topic, because I know that you and I are friends on Facebook and stuff, and I we both post, you know, anti-Trump and anti-Hillary stuff during the uh, during the election. You know, we're like Trump is a fucking idiot and Hillary is an evil cunt and blah blah blah. Uh, so, how did you feel walking into the voting booth this this uh, voting season? Uh, not good, not good at all. Did it you was a choice I? I didn't like. Did did <laughs> so you vote for either, either of them? You didn't choose it. Did you vote for no. president at all? Uh, no. I well, actually, I voted. Do you know uh, the Robin Slim Show? Who who's that? Oh, uh, Robin Slim Show. I've heard of it. I've never actually yeah. listened to it. Okay, I I did a write in for the Slamborghini. So. <laughs> oh, perfect. You didn't do D's nuts. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about it, but no. no. I, he wasn't on the ballot in Arizona, so I don't know. Did they have write-ins in Arizona? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they do. <laughs> yeah, but I, but I was like, oh, I got to vote for the Lamborghini in twenty twenty. He's gonna win it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope someone wins it better than uh, than the current president. Uh, the next one says, yeah. have, "Have your partner stand or lie on their back," which again, that seems kind of uh, self-explanatory. Because if they're on your stomach, you can't really give them the old reach around, and. I kind of feel bad. I kind of feel shitty that this is very. Um, it's almost a sexist article because it's only about a chick doing it to a dude, when a sure. dude could just as easily do this to a female. So I don't understand why this has to be just uh, just for women doing it to men. Right. But could uh, she be laying? Could she be laying with her head on the ground and her back kind of aimed up the couch? <laughs> so like that arch, would work too, wouldn't it? Like like so she's kind of arch. She's arching the back and has you know ass up right up in the air yeah yeah that could work too yeah, you got it all right there it just seems like sure. that'd be okay. a more comfortable position too i mean laying on your back is fine but it just seems like being nice and comfortable is what would make this experience better for everybody right or maybe a couple of drinks in you too that might help too as well yeah. is that on the list uh let's see um couple drinks couple drinks um no the other three are use flat wide tongue tongue strokes uh, improve your hand job game by trying twisting motions. Uh, the infinite hole technique. I don't know what that is. And frenulum stimulation. Again, 
I don't know what that means. And then uh, the other one says, ask your partner to return the favor. Oh, well, see, the, the, there it is. Uh, comes full circle. Give and get. There you go. And I guess when a dude does it to a chick, it's not a rusty trombone. It's called a rusty trumpet, which makes a lot more sense. Oh, okay. Yeah, because you're not really doing the trombone motion. You're kind of, uh, you know, you're kind of pushing the little buttons there. Uh, they could have called it a rusty bagpipe too, because you're kind of you know pushing and squeezing. Yes, yes, but you don't want to squeeze too hard. But I think the well, bagpipe no, you squeeze no. with the uh, you squeeze with the elbow. You do like a chicken wing <laughs> motion, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder what a rusty bagpipe would look like. Oh, I don't know. I'm gonna have to Google that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I, I bet know, it's I a thing. If you look on Urban Dictionary, you're bound to find it. It's got to be in there somewhere. Absolutely. And if it's something kinky or sexual, someone's done it, and there's a video of it out there. Yes. The, I think it's rule 40-something of the internet is if it exists, there is porn of it. <laughs> I think it's 46. I is, it for, 46. is it 46? Correctly. Yeah, I believe it's also 46. So, yeah. All right. Do uh, <laughs> you want to take a quick break, and then, uh, and then we'll come back and finish up... Uh, finish up the show yeah let's do that all right cool i'm on with uh, mike jolitz and you're listening to the toe on the trigger podcast we'll be right back netflix is proud to announce a new internet movie site it's porn flicks looking for some shite videos into bdsm dig some bee cake Want some freaky deaky gay porn? Can't get enough tranny porn? How about granny porn? We got it all. Like two in the pink, one in the stink, fisting. Craving revenge porn? We got those too. Go to pornflix.com. It's only $29.99 a month. And if you subscribe now, you get a free pocket rocket and a free month on us. Pornflix.com. Hey guys, this is Mike Jolitz of the Mike Jolitz Show. You are listening to Toe on the Trigger. It is the best show on the West Coast, bar none. It's the best. Just listen to it. It's good. Real good. This is the Toll on the Trigger News. I am Daniel Reppels. A Connecticut woman is being charged with burglary and criminal mischief after she broke into a church wielding a fire extinguisher and proceeded to tear up the joint. Did I mention that she was naked? Yeah, that happened. Police apprehended her and she went into custody without a fight. A Columbus police officer is enjoying his new desk job pending a hearing that could cost him his job and his freedom. Officer Randall Mayhew is being charged with counts of solicitation, prostitution, and dereliction of duty after committing multiple sex acts while on duty. He may not have been protecting, but it looks like he sure as hell was serving. Meanwhile, in Florida, Florida man was arrested on indecent exposure charges after he pulled up to a woman in a parking lot and began masturbating so vigorously that she thought he was going to, quote, pull his penis off. Florida man was later arrested and is awaiting trial. For Toe on the Trigger News, I'm Daniel Rebels, and this is the world in which we live. And we are back. With Mike well, Jolitz. 
Hey man, you have some great stories there. Holy cow! Yeah, that was uh, that's the news I look up. I don't look up politics anymore. I don't look up you know big things like as far as I know, something could have blown up fifty miles away from me, and they could be evacuating my town. I'd have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I've given yeah, up on humanity. Not... <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Speaking of giving up on humanity, um, because I'm I'm not a saint. I'm pretty sure you're not either. What is the worst things that you've possibly done? If you want, I could start and then you could go. Sexually or otherwise? Sexually. Yeah, sexually. Yeah. Hmm. The worst thing I've done. Oh, man. I, uh... None of them have really been physical. It's mostly been what I've emotionally done to people. How I've, like, played games, you know, and, like, maybe convinced them that I liked them more than I did just so I could get in and then get out and then forget they existed. <laughs> is that is that kind of fucked up? Yeah, a little bit. A little, a little bit. bit, yeah. yeah. But, you know, got to get to something, right? Like I'm saying, <laughs> I'm trying to change my ways. Like, this this year is supposed to be a year of change. We're two months in. I've changed a little bit. But uh, I, I think I need to um, to fix my life in such a way where I don't die alone. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could see that uh, coming into someone's mind. I know it came into mine and I gave up on it and then I end up uh, finding somebody so that's yeah. what it takes yeah, you found someone to love and you had some uh, some beautiful children and now you're just living the adult life yeah, living the dream as they say so how, how about you what's uh, what's, well, what's yours mine is uh, this is going back to when I have friends with benefits which is awesome uh, and I had uh, two girls in one day <laughs> oh yeah at the same time no, no, different times. Like one in the morning and one in the afternoon. Perfect. Did you uh did you at least yeah. clean up in between? Um, you know, I'd like to say yes, but I was drinking a lot back then, so it was probably a no. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty dog. I um I know, was, uh it, and then to top it off, I had another one a little later in the week. So it was a banner week as far as that goes. Nice. Three different people in one week. I um Yeah. There was when I was younger. I I did a lot of um obviously when I was a, like un, under 18, sex was a lot different in the sense that you couldn't just uh bring a girl home, you know, and just do whatever. But on the other hand, like in my household, my mom and my, my family were completely oblivious and as long as I was alive and not drinking too much, like they were pretty much okay with anything I did. So I'd bring girls home and and do all kinds of shit. But um you know what? I think one of, one of the worst times was um, it was I remember the date because it was right after Christmas. It was August twenty or December twenty seventh, two thousand eight. I um no two thousand seven. I'm sorry. I was uh we were having a little party at my house, like a little Christmas party kind of a thing. And uh, this whole night was like sex fueled as well. Everyone was drinking. Everyone was having a good time. And the girl that I was dating at the time, we went downstairs. And we went into the bathroom. We were fucking on the floor. And her friend knocks on the door and says she has to pee. So we let her in. She goes pee. And while she's peeing, the girl that I'm dating looks up at me and says that she wants me to fuck her friend. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I'm fucking her friend. And I'm and she's there too. And they're doing nasty shit. And uh, someone else knocks on the door and wants to come in because they know what's going on. Some guy. So I say to the guy, no, you need to go. You need to go somewhere else. He says, you know, I need to pee. Be like, okay, we'll go outside. I, I can't. My He says, I can't. My dick's too big. Which, 
again, like he knew what was going on. So he wanted to say like, I have a big penis. Let me in. So anyways, we didn't let him in. I mean, finally we, we get up and we, and I've never met this guy. I don't, I've never saw this guy before or after this night. He just showed up at my house and was drinking with everybody. So, uh, we go back upstairs and we're drinking a lot more. And, uh, eventually what happened was I ended up, I guess, taking some kind of, uh, some kind of psychotropic medication along with drinking. And, uh, so I started to get very drowsy. Yeah. It's, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought it was a great idea. So, um, my, my friend was there, my, my friend and his, his girlfriend at the time were there and, I guess what ended up happening, and this is all hearsay, was uh, my mom decided to come up and check on everybody because it was kind of loud. And she opens the door, and when she walks in, what she sees is my girlfriend making out with my friend's girlfriend completely naked on the bed. My friend is sitting there beating off watching them, and I'm laying down past the fuck out with my dick in my hand. (laughs) I almost killed my mother that night. I I think that's one of those things where you look at the situation and you just wonder what you did wrong. And in, but in this case, you do know the psychotropic medicine. <laughs> yes, yes. I think her thought was, "What did I do wrong as a parent?" <laughs> oh, that way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've also I've there was a chick who I was sleeping with for a while who really like legitimately liked me, and I didn't really like her, but she would buy me things and then have sex with me. So I would, I was basically a prostitute for a little bit with burritos and cigarettes. <laughs> so that that was a thing. Uh, I used to fuck her underneath a bridge. <laughs> it's pretty bad. More like a troll. Yeah, kind of like a troll. She was a troll at the time. The the funny thing is, is I made a lot. I made fun of her a lot for the way she looked, and now she's like smoking hot and wants nothing to do with me. Oh, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I've I've learned to just uh, be careful about my opinions of people. Especially females. Mm, right. Because if you're always yeah, nice to idea. them, they'll remember that. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you just make excuses why you can't fuck them in the moment. You're like, oh, I wish I could. I have a thing. I got this thing I got to go to. But, I mean, next time, next time I'll do it. I swear. And then you just wait for them to, to look better somehow. And then next thing you know, they'll remember you. I can see that. Uh, oh, uh, another thing I did, which isn't really sexual, um, I uh, used to have strip bowling tournaments at the bowling alley that I worked at. After strip hours, what? Of course. Strip bowling? <laughs> strip bowling. Wow. That sounds badass. Yeah. How do you lose at strip bowling? Like, how, how do you get to the point where you have to take off an article of clothing? You just don't hit a pin or you don't? If you don't get a, a mark, a spare or a strike, it was uh, take something off. <laughs> oh, wow. I would be naked by like yeah, the so third frame. Naked quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm terrible at bowling, so I would be naked very, very soon into that game. I think, you know, if it's one article, it'd be like, what, shirt, pants, socks, underwear. So, yeah, that many frames. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's pretty much how it, it was. Did but you... if you got a marker spare, you could put something back on. Oh, perfect. Which, on this, which, it's weird. It, it typically didn't happen. There was breasts everywhere, so, you know, it was cool. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Did, um, did you ever get no. any action doing that? Uh, I um, the statute of limitations has passed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably did. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, 
when I was uh, actually bartending still, um, we were having a, a party at someone's house after hours and uh, their husband came home, which made it a little awkward. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, we ended up going to someone else's house and one of the girls who was there was, uh, she was a witch. <laughs> she was a Wiccan. Oh, nice. And she's like, oh, everyone's, everyone's tainted. They're all dirty. So I posed the idea that, well, maybe we should get clean. So it became a group shower. So that was fun. <laughs> nice. Nice. Look at that. You're, <laughs> you're very manipulative of other people's religious beliefs, and you, you, got some, uh, you got benefit from that. Exactly. The only way to be. Take advantage when you can. Exactly. I mean, that's what life is all about. I mean, life is just um, life is just a long line of perfect opportunities and circumstances that you have to um, choose to either take or not take. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So those are. God. Oh, uh, let me see. My first experience uh, having sex with the opposite sex or any sex. I've never been with male. Um, was. Uh, I was so inexperienced, it kind of slid out, went woo, and she was okay with it. So, you know. <laughs> nice. My first time was back there. <laughs> nice. The another time, I and think. And then the next day at work. Hmm? Go, go, you're good. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, and then the next day at work, it was the next time I saw her at work, she's like, now I walk like a duck. You know, I got a tray of dishes in my hand that I dropped all over the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I uh, I think this was the same night. Of that incident with the, uh, you know the the alcohol and the psychotropic drugs, I um my my girlfriend and I were were fucking and I guess we were really really loud both of us. It wasn't just her moaning loud. I was grunting like a bear, and so my friend decided to record the the event in front of her with her phone. It was audio. It wasn't video, and and she played it back to me later. And what you hear is you hear her moaning really loud, and you hear me grunting like oh. Uh, uh, like that really loud for about 30 seconds and then complete silence and then you hear oh babe wrong hole and that was uh that was that <laughs> so i've had that experience too the worst is when you cut when you're you're going you're going you're going and you're you're going at a full just full force you come out and you just slam right into the taint at about 150 miles per hour You'll break something doing that. Yeah, no, I, I've had to, I've had to, to stop down and, and take a breather for a while after one of those. Yeah, I, I, I can see that. I haven't had that experience myself. Uh, thankfully, you know, luckily, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's bound to happen one day. It, it's a thing. I always get really, um, I get sketched out when a chick's on top because they'll just start bouncing around and they don't even give a shit if if it comes out. They'll just try to go right. They try to like remount with like no visual. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the that's a breakage waiting to happen. I mean, e- even professionals at least put a hand on there to like guide it to where it needs to go. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I heard a or rather read a story about Dennis Rodman. Um, basically running across the living room and trying to dive and land in his wife or girlfriend or whatever it was, and uh, he broke his penis. <laughs> oh, dude! And so he had to go to the hospital, <laughs> and I don't know what they did to it. But yeah, I wonder because since it's all just like a just a muscle with a bunch of blood vessels and stuff in it, like that can't be. It's not like a bone, you know. It's like you're tearing muscle apart. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what they would do to. I guess they would just do what they do if you. Uh, 
I don't know, tore a rotator cuff or something. I don't know. Yeah, just wrap it. Just, just getting, <laughs> yeah, just, just pull it tighter or something. Yeah, something, yeah. But yeah, that's why. That's, uh, that's where, where my dirty, dirty mind is bent. My, my favorite thing is probably the, uh, the strip bowling. Because I did a lot of stuff when I was bartending, and I don't even remember because I drank too much. But people were like, oh, my God, dude, you did this. Like uh, the song Loser. Yeah, from, by, uh, by Beck. Three Doors Down was big. Oh, that one. Okay. No, no, by, uh, yeah, by Three Doors Down. And I would, when that song would come on, this, on the, uh, the jukebox, I used to grab my beer and walk the bar, drunk off my ass, singing to everybody that I walked past. <laughs> hey, at least it wasn't Don't Stop Believing." Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that seems to be everyone's favorite. But, yeah, I, I was just that guy that would do shit and not remember what I did the next day, but I didn't, like, kill anybody or that sort of stuff. It was just, yeah, you dropped trial and you mooned everybody. I don't remember it, you know. I was the one who, when I got drunk, all of my um, all of my anger towards just life would come out, you know. So I'd wake up in the morning and all my friends would be just fucking just livid with me because I I said some stupid shit or I did some stupid shit. I think I told my friend that uh, I was at my friend's house. I was probably about 14. I was probably about 15 years old. And uh, I was at my friend's house and his sister was there. And his sister was about two years younger than I was, than we were. And uh, I was drunk as fuck. I look his sister in the eyes and I say, if you had bigger tits, I'd fuck the shit out of you. And... Uh, yeah, my friend wasn't too happy about that. We ended up getting into a fight in his front yard. Nice. And so, did you end up hitting it later or no? No, I ended up not. I did not. Uh, it's been really awkward between his sister and me since then, though. Like, she's always been nice and been like, "Hey, how are you?" You know. But she was so used to seeing the group of our friends like just really stoned or really drunk so often. That she was kind of desensitized to like anything we ever said, but I think that was one of those things that was just a little too much for her. Okay, all right. Was that a, was that a thing with you and your group? Uh, like drinking was my thing, but no one in my group was a real stoner. Yeah, I mean, we were huge, um, huge potheads. Um, we drank a lot. We would experiment with other things. I was really into like uh, I was really into opiates. Not like heroin and Oxycontin, oh. but like I started to, with the smaller stuff, Vicodin, Hydrocodone, and I probably would have done worse had I not decided to stop doing all that shit. But um, okay, yeah, that's pretty much what I mean. We just it was like sex, drugs, and rock and roll all the time. Okay, yeah. In, in my mind, I'm like a raging uh, rock and roll porn star, but in real life, I would, if given the chance, I probably wouldn't do ninety eight percent of the stuff. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was very sloppy I, I thought i was the king of the world and then i'd go back and people would tell me exactly what i did and realize i was just a very sad sloppy drunk oh see i was a happy drunk i would especially when i was bartending if i, if I was oh my god if i was working in bartending and i was serving these people with drinks all night long and if i and if i left early you know before i didn't close i'd say goodbye to everybody it would take 10 minutes to get out the damn door <laughs> Because you were the life of the party. Because inevitably someone would be like, hey, Mike, you want a tequila? Yeah, I probably should. Let's go. <laughs> so did did you quit drinking or you just cut back a lot? No, it was kind of one of those things. Uh, it was my girlfriend at the time was like, you know, I can't go to the bar like you anymore. I can't do it. So I just kind of cut one back. And then it was that. It was just that. And it was good. Yeah. 
See, for me, like I, I quit drinking at about 16 years old. And uh, because, I mean, all the shit that I was doing as a 16 year old, it wasn't just like I was getting drunk with friends and hanging out. Like I was just, I was destroying friendships. I was just destroying everything. And I just decided to just stop. And I haven't drank since then. And for me, like, I see people I know that have, that had, they went a period without drinking and then they start drinking again and everything's like way better. Like not better than it was, but like they're fine. They don't drink really crazy anymore. And I always ask myself, I'm like, I wonder if I was just a kid. Like I was just a kid who was going through, you know, just fucked up things. And now that I'm an adult, like maybe I'd be fine. And so I always. I think you might be onto something there. And I always battle with that, but I don't want to like, I don't want to test it and like be wrong. Yeah, I suppose that'd be like quitting smoking. You'd be like, well, I'll just have one. Yeah. Yeah, probably isn't going to turn. And the next thing you know, you're back up to a a pack a day again. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Sure. I, best to leave it alone. I think the best way for me to realize that it probably wouldn't work is, like, I see people who will come home from work or whatever. They'll have, like, maybe three beers or something, you know, throughout the night, not, like, within an hour, like, throughout the night, you know, maybe one right when they get home, maybe one at dinner, and then maybe one as they're winding down for the day or whatever, right? And uh, mm-hmm. And then they're fine. And they're, they're fine with the taste and they're fine with everything. Me, like, I hate the taste. I hate everything about it. I just, and I don't want to be buzzed. I want to be, like, shit-faced drunk. Like, if I'm going to do something that changes the way I feel, like, I want it to change it all the way. Okay. And so for me to, yeah, like, think that, that way, I, I'm like, oh, probably not a good idea. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I, I do the podcast sober. It doesn't sound like it at times, but it's it's sober. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'd like to do one drunk, but I don't know if I could pull it off. You probably would forget to hit the record button. Yeah, I'd be like Leo in uh, episode sixty-nine. <laughs> yes, that was that was funny when it came out. When it's funny because when that episode of Afterburn Seven Three Nine came out, and it had uh, it was like six minutes long. I wondered what was wrong <laughs> because I've never seen any of their episodes be less than an hour. Mm-hmm. And then when I found out they forgot to hit record, them being you know the record everything people was uh it reminded me that we're all human <laughs> right exactly yeah i I love their show that, that is it's one of my favorites easily so here's uh here's a little teaser alert though, but not a teaser alert here's kind of a spoiler alert, but i'm gonna um I'm going to Michigan in March to visit some family and stuff. And where I'm going to be in Michigan is about, I think it's about an hour away from where they are in Ohio. So we're yeah, making a yeah. plan for me to record an episode of Toe on the Trigger from Scrish Bar. Oh, no shit. Yeah, with all of them. So I'm, I'm trying to, to plan that out and see if, if that can work. And I mean, maybe they'll have me be on Afterburn. I don't know what day I'm going to go up there and what day they record and all that. I know they usually do it on Fridays. But... uh yeah, so that's the thing I'm trying to work out with Leo right now because I think it'd be really, uh, it'd be really cool to have them all on the show. It'll probably be a clusterfuck and kind of sound like the circus is in town, but I think it'll work out really well. Right. Yeah. Well, listening to their show, they don't, uh, you know, they back off and let someone else talk. So I think it'd be okay there. Yeah, I think it'd be good. I think it'd be weird for them to have somebody hosting a show from their from their studio. Oh, sure. I think Leo would love it because he doesn't have to do anything. True. <laughs> you yeah, know? exactly. I'll still have Cobra on the sound effects though, because why not? Oh, you have to. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. I I need to get that. I have so many bits of them. Yeah, you you do a lot I, of hi- highlight lot shows of, of their, show. their shows. Yeah, 
You do a lot of highlight shows of theirs, I, and they're, it's great. Because they're just such a, they're a contagiously happy group of people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've done one for you. I just did one for uh, the Countdown Podcast. Because their 100th is coming up. Congratulations to them, guys. Yeah, and you... who else? Robin Slim. I did one for them. And you and Gareth are pretty, uh, I get pretty close. And you, you and Gareth are pretty close, too, from Gareth Ra- Gareth's Random Ramblings. Absolutely. Absolutely. Gareth is awesome. I, him and his wife are great. I was, I've been, I've been in touch with him a little bit more lately and, uh, he's actually going to be on the show here in a couple of weeks as well. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that because he's, uh, Australian. So that'll be cool just to kind of see how, uh, I like to see how things are different in other places, you know? Right. Well, actually he's from uh, New Zealand, so he's a Kiwi. Oh, it's not Australia. I thought he was in Australia. He is. Oh, he's in Australia. From, they're he's from New Zealand. They're from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Correct, yeah. Yep, and I think hearing Gareth on your show would be a lot of fun because, I mean, I mean, I talked about stuff with you I haven't told anyone on any podcast ever, so, you know, maybe Gareth will do a little of that as well, too. Yeah, talk talk some uh, get real talk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, the word I've been hearing a lot lately is, uh, in a word I'm still not really given up to saying, is, is saying the word cunt. It's like, it, it sounds so vulgar, but at the same time, I love that word. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. And the I've been so misinformed for so long because I know that in America, it's a terrible, terrible word. And sure. yeah. I, I was told that in other countries like in England and Australia and stuff, it's it, they use it just as as much as we would say like bitch or like idiot. You know what I mean? And so I always thought that that was the case, that it just wasn't that bad of a word. And then in talking to people that I know from the UK and stuff, I found out that that's not true. It's actually a really bad word there, too. They just don't give a shit and say it more. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's a guy. Uh, was it Kevin? Kevin Bloody Wilson has a song called uh, Had, a, Had a Cunt Absol- of a Day. Absolute <laughs> Cunt of a Day. I play that song yeah. so much when I've had just that, an absolute cunt of a day. Because it it's it's perfectly uh, it t- it's it's a perfect just synopsis of how some days actually go sometimes. Oh sure, <laughs> yeah, he hit the nail on the head there big time. I actually yeah. I found I found a really interesting song the other day, and maybe I can play it here, and you might be able to hear it. Let's see if I can find it. It is okay right here. Let's see if it'll actually play. I'm playing this on the fly from the internet, so we'll see how this goes. Can you hear that? Nope. It's not loading. My internet here is really shitty, so sometimes uh, nothing plays the way I want it to. Can you hear that? Oh, okay. Oh, I heard something. All right. It's got a little guitar intro, and then it pauses. Yeah, I don't think it's going to work. It's called called Shut the Fuck Up. And... uh, and it uses, you know, your favorite word. It uses the the cunt word. Yeah, it's not going to work, unfortunately. I have too many things going on my computer for it to actually work. But maybe I'll put it in the show, the show notes for this episode, and people can go back and hear it later. Right, that sounds good. Yeah. Sweet. So I found out that there is, um, there's a company that uh, <clears throat> it made a to a a toy called the Auto Blow. Right. And it's almost like um, it's almost like a, a flashlight, 
Like it looks a lot like a fleshlight, but the piece that's on it is a mouth and it actually moves up and down and has little mechanism inside that I guess mimics what a mouth feels like. So it's like you're getting a blowjob from somebody. And this guy is creating a new um, a new product that he's going to call the Auto Blow 2. And he's going to base it off of a vagina instead of a, a mouth. And his problem is, is that with like fleshlights and other pocket pussy products, they use like a just, I guess he says they use just like a generic vagina. Just, you know, this, okay, this is what a vagina looks like. Slap that on a thousand toys and send them out. Well, this guy wants to actually get a proper representation of the vagina. So he's telling people, and I think that this is a scam. Like, I really think this guy's just trying to get a lot of pussy. But um, he sent in, he's telling women to go to his website and send in pictures of their vagina. And he'll post them on the website, and then men will go through, men or women will go through and vote on them on like a 10-star um, ratio, like, a, you know, scale. And uh, and whatever one wins, he'll make a model of the Auto Blow Two for. Nice, that's yeah. an awesome idea. Yeah, so it's he has a, pictures. Yeah, I, I, the funny thing is, is I was I, I went on because I was researching this topic a little bit, and I went on the guy's website, and he was talking about, you know, how he's trying to build this product and yada yada yada, and uh, I went to the submission site, you know, the 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 submission page on there where it shows where everyone has submitted, and it's just it's literally like you're on Tinder, except you don't swipe right or left, like you just. You give it a grade, and then it moves on to the next one. You give it a grade, and there were some there were some very nice vaginas on there, very nice ones. Nice. And there are also some very not nice ones on there. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like the ones that kind of hang out too much. Yeah, no, there was one in there where it looked like um, her lips looked like uh, moth wings. Oh gosh. Yeah, it was like her <laughs> vagina was going to fly away if it fluttered too much. Her moth wing labia. <laughs> oh, nice. So yeah, that that's a that's a product that's coming out, and um, I don't have the actual. Uh, I think the website is called like was called like vaginacontest.com or something like that. It's a very just like straightforward, straightforward name with nothing really to. It's yeah, it's vaginacontest.com, and you can go on there. You could submit a picture of your vagina. Or you can vote on other vaginas, and then the winner he'll make he'll make a an auto blow two out of. Sounds like a good, pretty good prize. Yeah, so I um I might get one. I don't know. I'm not too into uh I'm not too into like masturbatory toys. I don't know if you've ever had any experience with them. No, no, I I got two hands. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I still jerk off manually, as the dude would say. <laughs> right. So, but uh, yeah, so that that's another thing that's that's happening in the world is is that again? Why watch news when you can just see what other people are doing? That's better. Or you can get your news from the Mike Jolet Show, available on iTunes. That's another place where I go. Yes, the Mike Jolet Show on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher and Spreaker. You're also on Spreaker. Uh, no Stitcher. No Stitcher. No, you don't do Stitcher. No. Uh-uh. No. Yeah, Stitcher's kind of uh, yeah. a lot of people are really pissed with the Stitcher platform. Yeah, I heard the ad commercials and, you know, make money on it. I don't want that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not so much bad for me that they put commercials like 
in it. It's the fact that they just like they insert it right into your podcast. They don't like, you okay. know, it, it, there's not like an ad on the page or on the app or something. It's just they they just throw it in wherever they want, and it's an ad for some something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Big business, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, they got to make their money somewhere. It just seems like they could come up with a better a better way. Mm-hmm. Better business model. Yeah. So February is yeah. Black, Black History Month, as you know, probably, because, sure. I mean, they won't let you forget. And uh, <laughs> no. there's a high school in New Jersey that is apologizing because they served uh, fried chicken. Uh, in celebration of Black History Month, they actually <laughs> well, put it on the menu. And <laughs> well, they said that not besides just uh, just fried chicken, they also serve sweet potato casserole, sautéed spinach, macaroni and cheese, and cornbread. And uh, okay, they pretty varied. Yeah, and they were saying that it was for uh, for Black History Month, and. Of course, a lot of people were outraged and said that it was a you know terrible stereotype of the black community saying that they all eat you know watermelon and and fried chicken, and uh, the school is blaming the company who provides the food, and then the company that provides the food is saying that they're labeling it as soul food, not like black people food. Really. And then there's yeah. another group of people. Who are saying like, why is this any different than having Chinese food or Italian food or Mexican food? Yeah, it's a good point. It is a good point, and so I, I was kind of thinking about it, and my my head kind of went back and forth on on both sides of the aisle, and you know, mine is like, okay, yeah, it is kind of fucked up because everybody, you know, everybody says, oh yeah, black people love fried chicken and watermelon and collard greens and all that stuff, and. You got, and, you got big lips, and they mm-hmm. got yeah, and they got big lips, and they're on welfare, and they leave their children, and just all this other fucked up shit that people have for black people, <laughs> and uh, but then you know, then again on the other side of the aisle, they say, well, we have Italian food and we have Mexican food and this and that, and I was like, yeah, but that's you know that's true as well. But then I thought, but black isn't like a nationality, as no. as like Chinese, like Chinese food is food from China. Mexican food is food from Mexico. Italian food is food from Ital- from Italy. So is black food food from black or food from Africa? Because, I mean, last time I checked, they don't really eat a lot of food in Africa. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> so, I mean, is that so? Is that kind of on the same vein? Uh, quite possibly, yes. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I think... I think it is kind of fucked up, though. I mean, I think soul food would have been better for them to say, and then not. But then they would have still been like, "Yeah, for Black History Month." Like, I oh, just, you do it in March, not February. <laughs> yeah, you do it in March. Say soul food in March. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah. what else would you do for? I mean, soul food. I mean, what what is soul food? I I don't even know what exactly that is. You know, it's uh, never been in my palate, so I'm not really sure. <laughs> Unfortunately. Barbecue, um, yeah, maybe barbecue counts. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I'm not, not very knowledgeable on the uh, African American community. Yes. <laughs> there's different, and there's different, uh, like there's different cultures in the Af- Af- African American community. You have like, you know, a whole range of, of uh, 
like social economic. It's just, and it's not just with black, it's with everybody. It's with white people too. But like in the African American community, everybody just lumps them all into this, you know, watermelon fried chicken, blah, blah, blah. And the way they talk and all this, when that's just one socioeconomic group of African Americans. So yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, Deer toe on the trigger. My boyfriend of a few years and I have a good sex life. He's very good, and he makes sure that I am thoroughly satisfied. My problem is that he takes a really long time to climax. Sometimes he doesn't at all. He's not a big talk-about-your-feelings kind of guy, so we've never discussed it. We do discuss our fantasies and kinks, so I don't feel the need to bring it up to him as it won't change anything. Another problem is that I climax very easily. He makes me come repeatedly and I lose my energy. After an hour or so, I end up lying there like a wet noodle while he either finishes or doesn't and just stops. Often I end up giving him a blowjob or handjob to completion because I can't take any more orgasms. By the way, he almost always comes when I do that or he ends up taking over and finishing himself. I believe he's satisfied as we have sex often and he knows I'm willing to try or at least consider trying anything. I really want to make sure he's getting pleasure and needs some ideas for foreplay and or different positions that would feel good, even if it doesn't bring him to climax. Sincerely, Ashley in Port Orchard, Washington. So, yeah, that was. Uh, oh, I like. I like her honesty. I like her honesty well, yeah. and I like her willingness. I like oh, how no. she knows what she does and what she doesn't do. And that she's willing to try anything just to make her man happy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and she's easily uh, easily orgasmed. That's a plus. That is a plus. I mean, and I don't know if it's that, because she didn't really go into detail if it's that she just normally easily orgasmed or if she just does with him because he just seems like a total, a total stud muffin. Right. So, I mean, what would be your advice for Ashley in Washington? I would say don't worry about it too much. Roll with it and have a good time. I think so, too. I mean, it's. I guess he doesn't really care as much. So that's that's a plus because, you know, she doesn't have to put as much pressure on it. But I can kind of see where she's, um, you know, where that would uh, hurt her ego or her pride or, you know, her self-esteem is like, I can't make my man have an orgasm. Like, what's wrong with me? Unless she sucks his dick. Yeah. Because she said he can if she gives him head. But something about her vagina just won't work. It could just be his purpose of not finishing that way. You never really know. You know, yeah. unless uh, the guy tells you. Maybe homeboy does like male Kegels and just doesn't come on purpose. Just so that oh he can God, just yeah, keep going be. and going and going and going and going until he's ready to stop. I wish I had that ability <laughs> because there are like... There's some times where, you know, the soldier downstairs just wants to get shy and just wants to just do it, you know, finish right away, you know, and then it looks bad on you as a person, as a man. Yeah, that wears off quick, though. (laughs) It does. Yeah, usually. And it's funny because whenever I I'm starting a sexual relationship with an individual, I always tell her that uh, um, I always like. Give her a warning ahead of time. I say, you know, the first couple times we have sex, like, it may not be fantastic. And that's not, like, 
it's my fault, but I just want to say like it's not you, it's not anything you do. It's just it's just the soldier, he gets very nervous. <laughs> so after right. I after I get comfortable with you, then like everything's gonna be cool. So don't yeah, don't so don't judge me on the first three. Right, right. Yeah, give me a chance. Exactly. So Yeah. <laughs> So I guess our advice for Miss Ashley, I guess, is just to, uh, I mean, I don't know what she could do um, for him. Because I don't know. She didn't really go into detail on what all they try. She says she's willing to try anything. And he won't tell her. So that's kind of his fault. Absolutely. Sure. It is. It is. Yeah, and, but enjoy the ride and try to get your answer. Yeah. <laughs> and if he's, uh, you know, if, if he's okay with it, then fuck it. He's okay with it. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. All right. Seems pretty easy to me. Exactly. All right. We are at the point of the episode where we name that episode. Do you have anything written down at all? I came up with two. Um, uh, I I could kind of lean more towards a broken taint. (laughs) Broken taint. I like that. Broken taint. Or frozen junk. Either one of those, but uh, broken broken taint. taint Okay. I have four. I have wow. rusty trombones and genital freezing as one. I have chatty Kathy at the urinal. I have rusty bagpipe and uh, moth wing labia. And since you're the guest, I'm going to let you decide. Man, you had some good ones. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, really good ones. Um... Uh, Chatty Cathy's funny, but I'll pass on that one. Okay. The Moth Labia. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rusty Trombone and, was it, Frozen Genitals? And Genital Freezing. None, none of yours passed the, pass the Mike Jolitz test? Uh, not uh, not given the, the quality of what you put out there. I'm going <laughs> to go with yours. Rusty Trombones <laughs> and Genital Freezing. All right, yeah. yeah, we can definitely do that one. And uh, I want to thank you for for coming on and being my first official, uh, my first official guest. Cool, this has been a blast, man. We have to do it again. Yeah, we definitely will have to do it again. And uh, just just uh, for the listeners out there, give them, uh, tell them, uh, give them all your plugs and all the stuff that you uh, you want them to know about your show. All right, I have a podcast on iTunes. It is the Mike Jolitz Show. That's Jolitz with a Z. That in there? Yes. Yeah, if you put in Joel, it'll bring me up. So I'm the only one. Sweet. I'm also on Twitter, so you can get me at Mike Jolitz. And hell, I'll put the number out there too, because maybe people will call. Seven zero one four eight four three six five seven. That's my Google Voice. There you go, and you have a voicemail there, and people can leave a message, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, I'll play all the com- everything I get in there goes in the show at some point. Yeah, <laughs> good luck getting voicemails. I've been trying. I've been barking up that tree for almost two for over two years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but exactly. at, at least that's there for people. I think I've gotten the only time I've actually gotten people is when I've like, like specifically asked somebody, "Hey, you should call and leave a voicemail." And uh, <laughs> okay, and then they're like, "Oh, yeah, that that yeah, I'll do that." And then they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't happen often. Do you have a Facebook or anything like that, or is Twitter your main uh, your main outlet? Twitter is the main. Facebook is boring. <laughs> the funny thing is, is I'm like I'm like the other way around. I, I have no idea how the fuck to use Twitter at all. Like it's just so much content coming at me so fast that I don't even know what to do with it. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I love Twitter. Favorite. <laughs> Maybe I should take a class on like <laughs> on like how to Twitter. Maybe I should do that. <laughs> yeah, the idiot's guide to Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I bet they have one too. I should look that up. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Rule forty six. Rule. Yeah, there's. <laughs> There's Twitter, yeah. There's definitely Twitter porn. I have seen Twitter porn. They have great porn on Twitter. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, they just let anything go. Like I've seen chicks post all kinds of shit of themselves. It's great. I wish Facebook would do the same. Yeah, nice. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely give it a give it a look. Alrighty. <laughs> cool, man. All right, Mike. I want to thank you for being on the show again. Because. Uh, that was right, great. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah, thank, thank you. And this has been episode 079 of the Toe on the Trigger podcast. I want to thank you all for listening. Be sure to go on toeonthetrigger.com and hit the subscribe button to receive notifications of every new episode on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, or wherever podcasts are available. We're also featured on TuneIn and iHeartRadio. I'd love to get you to know all of you personally. So please don't hesitate to reach out on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and all other social media by searching for Toe on the Trigger. If you like what you heard on the Total Trigger podcast, then you might like some other podcasts that we're friends with. These include Afterburn 739, The Bad Cop, Bad Cop Show, Fifth Cast, Gareth's Random Ramblings, Three is Comedy, The Passersby Podcast, The Bold and Belligerent Podcast, The Brand X Podcast, of course, The Mike Jolett Show, and The Story Behind. If you're too shy to be social, please shoot us a message by going to ToeOnTrigger.com and hitting the Take a Shot button, or you can email us at TakeAShot at ToeOnTrigger.com. You can make your voice heard by leaving us a message at Toe on the Trigger hotline at TOE 546-TOTT. That's 863-546-8688. Finally, I want to remind you all to be sure to tell at least one friend, but preferably five, about the best podcast of all fucking time, the Toe on the Trigger podcast. For Mike Jolitz, I am Daniel Repples, and until next time, be sure to keep your toe off of that trigger. that's a wrap awesome dude awesome yeah that was a good good time sorry if i made it kind of awkward at yeah it was <laughs> i'm what was that i said sorry if i made it kind of awkward at times i'm not the best at uh at new guests so it'll be a definite learning oh, experience no, for me yeah no it was good <laughs> it was totally good, good, uh, good. so yeah I, well, I gotta let you go i'm a little uh about half hour past when i said i'd be done with this, so it? uh Oh yeah, it yeah, is. Gotta like, help with it's like stuff. Yeah, for for sure, man. All right, so I'm gonna put this. Um, it'll be out Tuesday morning. Sweet, sweet. All righty, I will. Uh, I will be pimping it as well. Right on, and I will talk to you later. And you have a wonderful weekend. All right, cool, man. I'll talk to you soon, then. Yep. All right, All right. <laughs> later, man. Yeah, you too. Bye.